Today's episode for Locked on Blue Jackets is going to feature trigger warnings or content warnings for uh, discussions of sexual abuse, rape, sexual assault, and uh, anything kind of connected with all of those. Because today we're going to be talking about the Hockey Canada lawsuit and uh, just a little bit more detail on on all of that. Uh, so that's what's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jacket, to a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, normally here to bring you the stories, the news, the good, the bad, etc., etc., about the Blue Jackets. But uh, today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. Locked On Blue Jacket is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube, if that takes your fancy. Um, but on a more serious note... Uh, I wanted to talk about the Hockey Canada lawsuit. Uh, Once again, I mentioned this at the top of the show, trigger warnings and content warnings for uh, sexual assault, rape, sexual abuse, um, and all things kind of connected with those things. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, the the Hockey Canada lawsuit where uh, allegedly eight members of the gold medal Winning team in 2018 uh, took a woman to a hotel room and uh, assaulted her for several hours. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a heavy show, but it's one that I wanted to talk about because there was a lot of stuff flying around on on Twitter last night, on various news websites, and I just... I've kind of been following the case-ish as it's kind of it came out a few weeks ago, like into the to the public that this has even happened, um, because Hockey Canada apparently just tried to make it go away and it, it hasn't worked. So, um, this happened in 2018. We'll we'll start there. Um, this was in June of 2018, so it's been four years since this happened, uh, and it's just kind of coming out now. Um, like I said, uh, eight members of the country's 2018 World Junior Hockey Team at a gala event in June of that year. She claimed she was repeatedly assaulted while intoxicated in a London, Ontario hotel room uh, after an event. She was seeking money and damages from Hockey Canada, the CHL, and the unnamed players. Um, and now there's kind of an investigation going on about all of this, um, which is is... Fine is good. Uh, well, it's not good. It's bad that the investigation has to take place. But the fact that there is an investigation is is pretty good. However, a couple of things. Um, the people at Hockey Canada are not requiring all of the players to take part in this investigation. They are recommending that they can take part in this investigation, but they're not saying you have to do this. Um, and that's kind of... That's kind of problem one, because they could just be like, well, no, I don't want to cooperate and not have to give a reason or anything. And they could just not cooperate. Um, and that seems bad. Um, another thing that is is not great is uh, the fact that they just kind of settled. I think three weeks after they were made aware, they settled. They didn't know who any of the players were. 
they didn't know anything about the case. They just saw this coming in and were like, right, well, we'll settle. Um, so they 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 settled, and uh, to me, that just feels a lot like, well, just give her the complainant money, she'll go away. That's what all sexual assault victims want anyway. They're just in it for the money, um, which is just a bad and wrong and horrible stereotype that does a lot of harm to survivors um so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, and so uh, i want to talk about the the reasons why i wanted to talk about this um and that's partially because i think it's important to cover this kind of story uh, i think it's important to acknowledge that this is happening partially because i can't friggin believe that we're going through this again not even a year after all of the Kyle Beach um, and the the Brad Aldrich stuff came out and was kind of plastered all over. You know, it's not even been a year since the last, like, earth-shaking sexual assaults revelation for this team. This, this league, sorry, not this team. And that makes me just impossibly angry and sad. And so I wanted to talk about it. I talked a lot about the Brad Aldrich case when it was happening because it's something that I think is important to talk about. Um, and also, I don't I don't necessarily think I need to link this back to the Blue Jackets. I think this is a, a conversation that needs happening regardless of what team I cover. Um, but I do just want to say that one of the members of that gold medal winning team was uh, Jake Bean who is a Blue Jackets defenseman. So it's potentially relevant, I think. Um, again, they haven't named any of the players involved or anything like that. So who knows if if Jake Bean was involved. If he wasn't involved, then I am willing to bet cash money that he knew about it. Um, so we'll... I don't know. I don't know whether the players will ever be named. I, I hope so because I think that there needs to be consequences. Um, but So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about kind of hockey culture in general. Um, I read a really good article by Katie Strang on athletics. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, uh, I have to tell you about Bet Online because the sponsors are still here, even though it feels like a weird, feels like a weird time to do this, um, considering the, the tone of the episode. But we're going to talk about Bet Online. They are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Final and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And they remain the best spot for all your sports scores podcast news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. The There's a big golf thing happening at the minute in the US, I believe. So if you're into golf and you want to make some money, then uh, maybe maybe put a couple of little bets on and do that at betonline.net. Head to the website today. Once again, that is betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. So I want to talk a little bit about an article that I saw from uh, Katie Strang, which was a fantastic article um, that came out yesterday that I think has taken a while to pull together. And uh, it's just, it's really, really phenomenal working. 
working. It's really phenomenal work. Uh, the title is We Haven't Learned a Damn Thing. Sexual Violence is Embedded in Junior Hockey Culture. It's by Ian Mendes, Dan Robson, and Kay Strang. Um, it's it's just a really good article, honestly. Um, and it, it talks to a lot of uh, survivors of abuse. It talks to Charlotte Kennedy, who obviously... Um, was assaulted by his coach back in uh, the early '90s, I believe it was. Um, it's been it's been a while, um, which I guess shows you just how insidious this kind of thing is. Um, and it it just it talks a lot about how this happens and how this keeps happening and how it's going to keep happening because nothing is changing at any of the levels in in this sport. Um, and it mentions a very long list of times this has happened before in 1989 in you know all the way up to 2000 it it's been happening in junior hockey for years and years and years there was a, a lawsuit that came out a few years ago uh, by former players that talks about how they were assaulted and hazed and abused by other players where they were rookies um the logan mayu situation uh with the habs has clearly in fence, the Habs, the the new Habs GM is covering is dealing with it in a very good and sensible way and a very respectful way. He's evaluating him as a player and a person, not giving him a contract yet, which is great. Uh, I highly respect where the Kent Hughes is doing that. Um, but it just it's it's unending, and it's this is just another example. Um, and something so I tweeted about this last night, and I just couldn't. I couldn't get over this as a as a thing. Um, one of the so last night, Hockey Canada um, executives and sorry, let me just pull the thing back up. Um, Hockey Canada executives were at a hearing about this lawsuit. It was um, it was Hockey Canada CEO Tom Rennie and Hockey Canada President Scott Smith among them, as uh, Canadian parliamentarians kind of asked them a bunch of questions about it. And one of the questions, and this was not the one that made me the angriest, but this was the one that kind of just hit me. And they were like, well, how many how many times has this happened before? And they said, um, I, it was, I believe it was Scott Smith that said uh, one or two every year for the past six years. They've probably had reports of sexual abuse allegations about one of their players, one of their coaches, one of their employees. And so I kind of thought about that. And it doesn't like one is too many. But when you're like, okay, one or two over the years, when you look at like general rape and sexual assault statistics, that feels kind of pretty in line. And then I thought about it and I realized a third, only a third of rapes get reported. Which means that of the tw- like that's a maximum of twelve, five or six years. One, one or two every year for the past five or six years. That's anywhere between five and twelve if you do the math. If you go for the upper end, because honestly, I'm inclined to. There are still twenty four that we don't know about, and that's thirty six. Over the past six years, that is six allegations a year, from this one corner of hockey culture from this one organization of hockey canada and like that's those numbers really kind of hit me and like there's there's a lot of other things that i want to talk about but i wanted to bring that up because like 
if you're not angry about those numbers, like you should be. I was actually going to record this podcast. I was going to record this podcast last night after the hearing finished, and I didn't do that because I was just too angry. I was just I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I actually opened, started recording, and was like, "No, I'm too angry to make any kind of sense here." So I slept on it. Um, it is 10 a.m. where I am. It is 5 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. I'm still, still angry, but I am angry enough to, I think, make more sense than than I was last night. Um, there was a bunch of other really bad answers to I think really sensible questions and I do want to give like accommodation to Canadian MPs for really grilling them about this and really going after them for this because I was not super enthused by this whole thing I assumed there would be a couple of perfunctory questions and then they'd be like well you did all you can good job um we'll see you when the next one happens um and they didn't do that um there was a Quebecois MP, Sebastian Lemire, suggested that Hockey Canada play without its logo for a year. So people will think about this issue culture in Hockey Canada and the responsibility that you have. And this is this is the kicker. I believe that Hockey Canada is John Doe 9 in this case. Um, so obviously he's saying that John Doe 9, uh, so saying that Hockey Canada is the ninth person, the ninth guilty member of this sexual assault. And that just... I was amazed that someone said something like that. Um, there was another really good quote. Uh, where is it? Um, conservative, and this shocked me as well. Conservative MP uh, John Nater said, no one's been held accountable. No one lost the privilege of wearing the Maple Leaf on their jersey. I have heard zero tolerance mentioned today, and that's true. Uh, Hockey Canada talked about how they have a zero tolerance for this, um, but they also talk about how, you know, they don't they didn't have a code of conduct for off-ice stuff. They didn't have a code of conduct about drinking, because obviously if they were all drunk, then that makes it better. Um, but you know, a lot of a lot of the things that Hockey Canada said, or I guess Tom Rennie and Scott Smith said, was that they felt that they did the right thing and that they took responsibility for this. And I don't think it's taking responsibility when you cover it up when you just settle when you don't require any responsibility from any of the players any accountability from the players and then to turn around and be like well we're not going to make them cooperate with the investigation as well is like what about that is is zero tolerance you know um just to convince just to continue i'll finish off a, a latest quote if there's truly a zero tolerance situation every single player who was in london that weekend should have been mandated to participate in that review or lose the opportunity and privilege of being associated with hockey canada and like that's that is a strong strong statement from someone i wasn't expecting to give a strong statement um and he's absolutely right is the thing and i don't think it's going to happen i think well i don't even know if those names are gonna are gonna come out um i know at least one of them is playing in the stanley cup final right now um kale mccarr was on that team he's playing for the avalanche right now he's in, he's in conversation for the consmite obviously the nhl and hockey canada are separate entities but you can absolutely guarantee the next chance he has to wear the maple leaf he'll be there he's one of the best canadian defensemen in the in the world like he's, he's one of the best defensemen in Canada. You can absolutely guarantee whether he was there or not, whether he was involved or not, whether he knew anything or not by not requiring him to participate with the investigation, by not requiring, by not requiring any accountability 
he's going to wear the maple leaf again. I do know, um, in terms of, of full kind of disclosure, I guess, he has said that he's cooperated fully with the investigation. He has come out said publicly, I didn't know, I didn't have anything to do with it. I didn't know anything about it. Um, which does feel kind of, I guess, um, I feel like his lawyer would not have said, yeah, don't say you weren't involved if it was going to come out that he was, you know? So I do feel like, yeah, maybe he wasn't involved. I do think he knew about it because I feel like everyone on that team knew about it and all of their teammates when they went back to their regular teams would have known about it because that's kind of how hockey, hockey culture works. Um, so guys playing in... Uh, guys playing right now, we've got... I think it might literally just be... Uh, Kale McCarr, because a lot of these guys have been traded or you know moved around, etc. Um, so I don't know that any of the any of the rest of them are, but like these are these are some big names. Like Taylor Radish was with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Edric Batherson is with Ottawa. Uh, Michael McLeod with New Jersey. Alex Formanton with Ottawa, Jordan Cairo is with the Blues, Robert Thomas is with the Blues, Jake Bean obviously is with the Blue Jackets. Um, Cal Foot, I believe, is uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning still, so yeah, he's another one. Uh, Kale McCarr, obviously we've mentioned Dante Fabro, Kyle Clegg, uh, who's with the LA Kings. Um, they, they say that it was um, all OHL or all, all CHL players, I, I believe they said, um, which does, you know, eliminate some names. Uh, it does not eliminate Jake Bean, who was playing in the WHL at the time, which, again, not great, not super promising, but um, just... I don't know, man. Like, this was, this was just going to be a short 15-minute video, and I spent a lot of time just rambling about how upset and... and horrified I am because I can't believe this is happening again. I said I can believe this is happening again because this this is this is what the sport is at this point. You cannot separate this sport from the problems that it has at this point. If you're having 24 no, that's if you're having over the past six years you're having six allegations a year of sexual abuse and you only know about a third of them, like that's that's a problem. If you can cover up a sexual assault for a decade, that's a problem. If you're not going to punish any of the players involved or even require them to cooperate with the investigation, that's a problem. You know, and it's all stuff that we... It's, this is not like it's even new and horrifying. This is all stuff we've seen before. Duncan Keith didn't take part in the investigation for the Bradley Aldrich assault. He just didn't... He just didn't do it. Um... You know, and now he's playing in, in Edmonton. It's, it is endless. It is frustrating. It is enraging. Like, hockey, hockey just keeps saying it's for everyone and then continues to push everyone who is not a straight white man away. And that's, that's not, that's not how it should be. You know, you can't, you can't go out there and say hockey is for everyone and then this happens. You just can't do that. Um, in the same way that you can't go out there and say hockey is for everyone and then partner with homophobic organizations to have players say slurs, like work with rape, like 
acknowledged racism racists like you just you can't you can't do that and it's i really want the sport to be better than this and it's just not um and i did have a, a fun episode planned today where i was going to talk all about um eric robinson and the new blue jackets contracts because there was three contracts signed over the weekend and i'm not going to do any of that because this felt more important um and I just, I feel like I'm running out of ways to say how awful this is. And I feel like I've been running out of ways to say how awful this is for a year. And it just keeps on coming, you know? Like, like I said, it's been uh, 1989. There was an incident in Guelph, I believe, all the way up to literally two years ago when Jake Vertanen was arrested for raping some woman. Like, or sexually assaulting someone, I believe, is, is the official the official charge. Like, it's it's endless. It's horrifying. If I was a woman in this sport, like, I don't know that I could just sit here and not walk away, you know? And uh, so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I got for you. I wanted to talk about the case a little bit. I wanted to talk about hockey culture a little bit. And uh, it felt disingenuous to pretend that this wasn't happening and just continue talking about the Blue Jackets and how good their season was or how bad their season was, depending on who you talk to. Um, so I decided to, to do this episode. And uh, normally this is where I would plug all of my stuff. Uh, if you would like to follow up on Blue Jackets, at LO underscore Blue Jackets. But I really think you should be following Rick Westhead on Twitter. He has been covering this case, uh, as he always does. He does great work. Katie Strang. Uh, was the main reporter on that uh, really great athletic article that I mentioned. And uh, she, again, is a a must-follow for me if you want to be involved in this case, you want to learn more about this case, if you want to keep up on this case, uh, Katie Strang on Twitter. um, Ian Mendes and Dan Robson also uh, contributed to that article. They're also really great follows. And uh, so, yeah, you should... You should go follow those guys. Pay attention. Don't let this go away quietly because I know I'm not going to. Like I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep asking for accountability. I'm going to keep banging on every wall I have in this house if it means that I will someone will pay attention to me about this. Um, because that's that's how this kind of thing happens. Is it people are outraged at first and then it goes away, and people stop talking about it, and we can't do that because every time you go, it goes away, something else comes up. We need to keep talking about this. We need to demand change. We need to demand, demand consequences. We need to demand accountability, not only from the players, but from Hockey Canada management who covered it up, from hockey as a whole. Because that's that's the thing, is these players are learning at a very young age that this is acceptable, that this is just kind of how things work. And that's, that is the fault of hockey. That is not the fault of anyone specific. That is just how this culture is. And... I know that that feels like it's taking like responsibility or like autonomy away from the players, but if you start your life in a bad place and you stay there for the next twenty years, like um, I know that this this episode is done is supposed to be the sign off. Um, and okay, Strang talked to one player, and he was I think he was retired now, but he talked about how the the way that he learn to treat women in the OHL, in the WHL, wherever he played, um, that has impacted his ability to have a normal relationship with a woman because he doesn't know how to do that because of how everything happened when he was, you know, in his teenage years. So 
something is very, very, very wrong in this sport, and I don't know how to fix it, but I know that something needs to change. Something needs to be burnt down. I don't know what it is, but something needs to something needs to be done. Some kind of accountability needs to be done. And uh, that's that's it for this episode of Lockdown Blue Jackets. Um, tomorrow we're going to be talking about Eric Robinson, unless more of this case comes out, in which case we'll probably talk a little bit more about this. Um, look after yourselves. Stay safe. Uh, stay locked on if you can bear it. Uh, I know I will, but I kind of have to, so I will not fault you for stepping away and looking after yourself in a very exhausting time to be a hockey fan.